I'm the good guy. I'm, I'm good cop. I'm good cop. You bad cop. You bad. The, the robots do it all for us. So that's true. That's true. You know, as a strategist, <laughs> it, it dissolved in front of my eyes. I'm like, okay. Time to become a swimming school teacher or something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but uh, there it is. There it is. Hello and welcome to this week's expansive podcast. And before we even get going, I just want to say welcome to all the new listeners. We've had a huge bump in our listeners numbers. And so thank you everybody for joining us. And to all the old listeners, welcome back. Wonderful to have you. We're looking forward to today's pod. I'm in Dubai. I've just arrived back from speaking for the government of Abu Dhabi. Very exciting session. And I'm always joined by my ever handsome podcast co-host, Eric, who's in Cape Town. How are you, my friend, Eric? Hey, brother, man. Yeah, it's great to be here. It's great to be back on the pod. It's been a challenging week for us to try and usually, you know, it takes a little bit of back and forth and we get to organize our podcast scheduling session. Uh, but this week with load shedding and traveling and it's been a mission, but I am elated to be on the podcast and with the numbers that we've been seeing on the pod happy man happy happy days what's happening on your side great it's been great well look i just want to say you know a little private joke between eric and i is that we both have these giant mics and they don't mean anything about our manhood before anybody gets into that topic <laughs> but we have to carry these giant mics with us every time we travel now eric doesn't travel as much as i do so you went to germany recently and i said to him eric you're going to carry that mic with you to Germany because I always carry it. And he did like a good guy and he took it. Of course, but yesterday, of course. Eric made me take my mic to Abu Dhabi and I took it and it took a lot of space in my bag. And then as we are like, <laughs> supposed to start recording, oh, John, sorry, I can't record. I'm like, mm. anyway, it was good. Gave me a bit of an extra time Listen, to walk on the promenade in Abu Dhabi. How much space does it's, it take uh, in your suitcase? Too much. Too much, too much space. I just saw a, a, Adobe brought out a new program that makes your cell phone mic sound like a podcast mic. So I'm actually yeah. going to try that because uh, mm. it is quite a mission to, to carry this mic around. But uh, we've got a great topic today. It's called uh, Preparation for the Future. And uh, Eric and I always come at subjects in very different ways. And uh, Eric, just before we even start that, congratulations, your leadership manual is out. I read it last night over dinner. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed it. Thank I thought you. it was fantastic. I think you've done very, very well. It's progressed well. It's very personal. It's got really, really great uh, tips in there for leaders. Tell me, how do people download it so people can go and download it and read it? Yeah, so thank you for that. It's out today, um, ericcricket.com forward slash leadership manual 2023. Um, but it'll be all over my socials for the next little bit. I was fortunate enough for Sassfin to have come back and, and sponsored it again. So for like, even if you watch their pages, Just they'll explain have it to the everywhere. international listeners. So Sassfin is, yeah, one of the banks. Yeah, one of the banks in SA. And they were involved with the leadership manual last year, uh, which was great because it meant that we could got, get the, the manual into more leaders' hands, you know. And so this year they came back. They were interested to partner again. So we get to amplify the manual again, help more leaders prepare for change. The official title of the manual is the playbook um, for peak performance, for peak leadership performance. But the unofficial title really is Masters of Change. And I think that's ultimately, you know, what we all need to be, what we need to become, what we're talking about today, the underlying topic for everything we discuss. So, yeah, um, we'll do an episode specifically on the manual for sure. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about um, what's in the manual, get some of your thoughts on it. 
But thank you. Yeah, it's been a mission. It's been two, three months of getting that all together and to see it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the hard. book. Once you hit that point yeah, where hard. the editing it's is hard, done, man. the graphics it's are hard. done. The, uh, yeah. Yes, man. Not easy. Yes, man. It's not easy. It's hard. Well, you know, today's topic, uh, preparation for the future, is such a hot topic that Eric and I, or the expansive impact of ChatGPT on organization webinar, which is being held tomorrow mm. while we're recording this, we're recording this on Tuesday, it's being held on Wednesday morning, has been oversold three to four times. We've had over yeah. 600 people register and I don't know, umpteen people message me on Insta, on, on social asking me why they can't get in. So I would imagine it would have gone up to 800, 900 oh, people. Easy. And we've only got space for 250 people. So Eric, how are you going to tell people that they can't come to the webinar? What, what, what are you doing about that? What are you doing about that? <laughs> why are you, you going to let why them is down? It, why right? is it a me thing and not a we thing, you know? To start with, <laughs> but, but sec- actually, that was your responsibility. I'm sure it was your responsibility to do that. <laughs> but uh, secondly, you know, the, I'm the good guy. I'm, the, I'm good cop. I'm good cop. You bad cop. You the, bad the robots cop. do it all for us. So uh, everyone will receive a very nice email from some robot helper over at GoToWebinar telling them that they missed the webinar, but here's the recording. So at least that's still going to be there. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. And then I, I did a strategy session a couple of days ago. And in the strategy session, before we started, I shared that video with Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, and the reporter was asking him, how are you going to make money from ChatGPT and Dale and all that? And he said, look, we have no idea. We are very keen to make money out of it. But at this stage, we have no idea. I think they're spending like two, three million dollars a day on cloud. Yeah. And, he, and then he ultimately finishes the interview by saying, we're actually going to ask ChatGPT how mm. we should actually make money. It's <laughs> going to give us its own strategy. And I saw my career disappear, you know, as a strategist, <laughs> it, it dissolved in front of my eyes. I was like, okay, time to become a swimming school teacher or something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but uh, no, Boston, there it is. Boston there it Robotics is. will have that automated pretty soon. So choose something That's else. That's true. That's choose true. something else. Okay. Something else. Something else. I don't know what else. I don't know what else. We'll figure it out. Okay, let's get into today's pod, uh, how to prepare for the future. Eric and I have our own points and we're going to be bouncing, ping-ponging. He's going to start and then I'm going to go with mine. And so, Eric, over to you for number one. Yeah, cool. So the very first one that I had down for how do we become uh, more ready for the future is that you have no other choice at this point in time than to become augmented. Like, there's no more reason not to be that. And in fact, if you every day that you are not augmenting yourself with AI is a day that you are falling further and further behind and that you are going to lose against the people who are augmenting themselves with AI. And so, you know, I mean, this has been a, a topic for us now for a long time, but when you think about it, you've seen that meme that goes around that says you won't lose your job to AI, you, you'll lose your job to someone using AI. And... Yes, that's been a real uh, realization for me over the past few days is that all of a sudden people that I'm speaking to that have started utilizing artificial intelligence in different formats, their performance is already up because they are brainstorming in a more sort of uh, expansive way. They are generating ideas faster. They are writing copy faster. They are outsourcing tasks that might require a bit of cognition they are kind of outsourcing that, meaning they, they save their cognitive ability to apply to problem solving, to things that really matter. 
right? So all of a sudden, that's what you are competing against. And so there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be augmenting yourself at this stage. Uh, and there are plenty of uh, low barrier to entry tools that you can try. Word processing, word processing, for example, is probably the lowest barrier to entry. I was speaking to a guy yesterday. He works at one of the big, um, just, it's funny, by the way. So for all the listeners, um, I've been experimenting with a, a an artificial intelligence that runs while I'm having conversations on Zoom. And so it sits just off camera and I can see what it's saying. And so it's like prompting me all the time. And so it was just saying, um, you are talking too much. Give someone else a bit of time to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast, oh, AI. So it's a good. podcast. It's that's my good. turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so what I was saying is that there are many uh, tools that are easy to use, that are free to use, that if you just start using them, all of a sudden you are augmented, your ability is augmented, you generate fast ideas, you write more effectively, more efficiently. And what I was saying is, I was speaking to a guy who works as one of the big five management consultancies, and he's like a big shot there. He's like, I get emails, I copy and paste them into ChatGPT, I say, write me a reply, and I send that off. I mean, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. And like, yeah. That might yeah. not always be the best way to do it, but that's what you are competing against. Understand that you are competing against people mm. using AI. And so become augmented. That is my first one. Over to you. Very good. Very good. Very good. I like that. Uh, augment yourself. Mm. Um, you know, uh, or, and we've obviously seen all those pictures of everybody who's got their faces redone by the, all those apps, making them look like, I don't know, um, medieval lords and kings yeah. <laughs> and fantastic. You know, everybody's profiles changed for a while, uh, having square jaws and very, making them look you know, much like better. Robotic faces. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the exactly, sexier version exactly. of you. Well, not me. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not me. No, no, no. I'm well, already I mean, that's sexy. That's what I saw it the most. No. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> I was the first, maybe that's why you saw it. Anyway. My my one is um, my one is the is this line that I apply to my whole life and it's really helped me in my life in so many different ways and I'm sure I've brought it up on the pod before but it's holding strong opinions loosely and it's this concept that whenever something new comes instead of batting it away rather engage with it rather become curious about it now just recently I've got a very good friend here in Dubai and I sent her this TikTok video of this guy who created a woman, a female athletic brand on, on uh, mid-journey. So within a few prompts, he had developed a whole athletic brand with an A. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. So I sent it to her and she's got a branding and storytelling agency, you know, and she does some mm. really good work for some amazing brands. And she came back to me and said, yeah, but it has no soul. And I said, look what you're doing. You're fighting it. You're not engaging with it. You're not saying, where was the platform for me to go and engage with? How do I learn this new skill? You've immediately battered it, which means you're already on the back foot, which means that some young Tom, Dick, and Harry out there can build a brand quicker than you, sharper than you. And do you think their client cares if it's mm. got soul or not? Who says it's got soul? Like, yeah. And so have strong opinions held loosely. Have your opinions. But when something new comes into your life, engage and I think this is best described with Eric and I, because what Eric and I are doing is we are teaching a webinar about ChatGPT tomorrow that 
we don't really know much about. And so what have we done is we put ourselves into the position of put, like learning it to be able to be able to teach it. And so what have we done immediately? What we've done is we have positioned ourselves into the position to actually be curious about it. And so really that's what the point is. So number one is position yourself into a place where maybe you have to teach of it. So that means it forces you to go into it. Eric and I have been <laughs> building the presentation for tomorrow, <laughs> kicking our heads in because it's like, geez, we put ourselves under so much pressure here to put this thing together and it's new, <laughs> right? So you've got to learn all these new things to be able to teach it. And so, yes, strong opinions held loosely, be curious rather than defensive. That's mm. my point one. Can I, uh, did you see the, um, the open letter that Misha Kaufman from Fiverr wrote to uh, the New York Times? No. So, do you know what, what Fiverr is? Yes, of course, yeah. Okay, so for those uh, listeners who might not be familiar with Fiverr, Fiverr is a marketplace for freelancers, essentially, and you can go onto it. It initially started as you could get any job done for $5. That was why it was called Fiverr. But then over time, it's evolved, and now you have sort of very premium freelancers on there as well. But you go on there, and you can find anything from social media design all the way to uh, Twitch graphic design to writing, editing, anything that you can really think of. And so yesterday I saw this open letter that the CEO from Fiverr wrote um, in the New York Times, and it's called An Open Letter to AI. So I won't, it's very short, mm. so I want to read it to you, but it has a perfect tie into what mm. we're saying now. So it says, Dear mm. AI, as an advocate for human talent, allow me to assure you that we come in peace. You are a unique and powerful tool capable of extraordinary feats. However, after reviewing some of your work, I believe it could benefit from a human touch to avoid coming across as too... Um, robotic. I believe that's where our freelancers can help by giving you some personality leading to better results. When we work together, wonderful things happen, as exemplified by this letter that you helped write. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> Look at us. We are already finishing each other's sentences, literally. For these reasons and more, we at Fiverr have decided to add AI categories to our catalog of services, including chat GPT application developers, mid-journey artists, AI chatbot developers, and more. Don't worry. Follow the humans' lead and you'll do just fine. I sincerely hope you receive this message as despite your impeccable reading skills, you still lack the ability to flip a page. Here's to a successful partnership. Yours, yours truly, Misha Kaufman. Wow. And it's so beautiful. I, I went onto Fiverr after that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, new category of jobs. Yeah. yeah. AI designers, mid-journey artists. Yeah. Uh, prompt, prompt engineers. engineers. Prompt engineers. Create yeah. your own chatbots. Yeah. It's already there. Incredible. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's, that ties in very well with my second point. My second point is I think it's important at this point in time that you do a skills audit. And what we – it's a tricky one because what we're seeing is that there are some jobs that are very directly in the firing line. You know, there are copywriters, graphic designers. Um, quite obviously, there are some, some of the first professions that – uh, might have a bit of a harder time moving forward, right? It's quite obvious. But I think it's important for all of us to think, how will this impact us moving forward? And which of our skills uh, might be done better by an AI at some point in the future? And so, you know, it's difficult because like your friend, you know, there's a certain attachment that we have to certain skills or who created it or how it was created. Uh, we like to think that things like empathy and communication can only be done well by humans, but, you know, it might be true that in times to come, 
uh, even from a communication point of view, because uh, I was thinking about us and the work that we do, and it feels like, uh, well, who can replace a keynote speaker? But perhaps <laughs> some sort of digital thought leader that is way more articulate, that pulls from millions of data points, in, like instead of <laughs> yeah. our, like, you know, a little bit of research. Twelve. Um, and that can deliver <laughs> yeah, immersive yeah. keynotes at the same time. Yeah. They might be coming for yeah. you pretty soon. And yeah. so yeah. a skills audit is to say, which of my, my skills are in the firing line? Which of my skills could be augmented? So already, you know, looking at, at what's available, how can I make it better? Or how could I find a better angle? So um, I saw a, a, an article or a tweet from Paul Graham, and he's obviously this great uh, venture capitalist, and he said, um, go into ChatGPT, ask it to write you an article on whatever topic that you want to write about. Then use that as the most conventional way of thinking about this topic and write something better. Oh, wow. And I thought that's a cool way of also going about it is to say, look at what, what AI does at the moment and ask, how do I infuse more humanity, mm. infuse more what makes me me into it? So a skills order to, to do that, I think, is uh, in order for all of us. Very good. I like that. It's funny, you know, I don't use it like that. I, I vomit on a page and then ask it to fix it for me. I don't go the other way. Like, I don't mm. ask it to come up with the idea and then I mm. – like, I find that's, that's not you. I, I want to almost like, I want to come up with an idea and let you just chisel it for me, you know? Uh, that, that's much better for me. Mm. Okay, that's very good. I like that skills audit. You know, that's, that's a hard one, hey? It's a hard one to do a skills audit on it's yourself, hey? Because it's, it's, you can't see it, really, you know what I mean? I mean, look, I'm an excellent mm. waiter. Does anybody need? Oh, so that's a robot's going to take that as well. Shit, what am I going to do? Eric, what are you going to do, bro? What are you going to do besides be a house husband? Because you're a fantastic house husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be that and I'll be a pro paddle player and Ooh, I'll be an pro, expert dog pro. sitter. Jeez, like, pro. You've got a long things. way to go yeah, to yeah. be pro. Expert yeah. dog sitter, I'll give you. Pro, Listen. I don't know so much. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, let me carry on. Let me carry on. Before we get too <laughs> caught up in your pro, paddle, paddle playing. All right. For me, the next one is building a diverse an incredibly professional and strong network. You know, we are reliant on people around us, the relationships we have to open up new doors, to teach us new things and to keep us one step ahead. And if you don't have a good group of people that are thinking about the future in a way that is exciting and that has their own networks and own opportunities you know, you, you, you come to a dead end. And I think this is what I love so much mm. about Dubai is I meet such incredible people with such incredible ambitions and networks and just open to more and to new things. And I find that, you know, as you build these relationships and I was telling you off air what I'm doing on Friday morning, I'm doing something for an incredibly successful company. And this was just through a network. You know, it was a network that introduced me to somebody at a coffee. We got along really well. We had another coffee. And so it's just about that network. So, you know, um, what are you doing to build a network? How are you putting yourself in a position to build your network? And I'm not talking about networking because that sucks. You know, mm. walking around with your mm. business card, giving it out to everybody is loser. It's just for me, it's a loser. What you want to be doing is building tight relationships with people that you have true common ground with and just going around 
trying to build a network. For me, it doesn't, that's not the point. The point is how do you add value? How do you gain value? And how do you make it a reciprocal situation so that you can continuously be growing and evolving? Now, your network could tell you about courses that are happening, jobs that are happening, tech, technical uh, stuff that's going on, conferences that are happening. And all of this is really, really important for us to stay one step ahead and one foot into the future. Mm. And it comes down to this, mm. community. It's community. Who is your community? How is your community and professional network helping you grow and step into the future with more energy, with more pace? You know, so that's my second point is how to build, not how, but make sure you're cultivating community uh, to get you ready for the future. You know, it's something that I've, I've mentioned before on the pod is that I think you are great at this aspect of um Let's just say business building for now is that mm. that you you are great at cultivating those relationships, and we've done an episode before speaking about some of your thinking That's about right. you know how you go about that. Um, with, without us going into too much detail about it right now, because maybe there's a time for us to refresh that episode in the near future. Right. Yeah. With you having moved to Dubai, do you feel like there's? Do you feel like your your operating system for how you think about relationships and, and going about cultivating it has changed in any way? Well, it's definitely been prioritized. Um, mm. You know, I'm new here. I don't, I don't know. Actually, yeah. I, re, I literally don't know anybody. So I've got to get to know people again. And I'm very lucky that I arrive with some gravitas. You know what I mean? I've got some, I've got my faculties, I've got some books, I've got all those. So when somebody does look me up, I have something that they can fall back onto, like I can mm. fall back onto. So that's definitely works in my favor, but also just being personable and being excited and engaging and asking. And I've said this again, and I'll say it again, ask questions. Mm. People love talking about themselves, but be genuinely fascinated with their stories. Ask better questions, more questions. I think the biggest problem with networking is people go around talking about themselves. Mm. It's like, dude, it's not about you. Networking is about being engaged and excited and fascinated about somebody else. Eventually, they will ask you a question. And I still then ask further questions. And let me tell you, when I walk away, 100% of the time, people are like, wow, that guy is great. And you know mm. what? They must probably don't even ask me one question about me, but I just mm. ask questions about them all night. And that's building the network. It's being patient in that process. And so I, but look, I, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I am truly fascinated with people. I, I love people's stories. I'm like, where did this happen? How did this happen? Why do you think like that? Why did da, 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 da? And even in the asking of questions, you show your quality of humanness. You know mm. what I mean? It's not about talking about yourself and people that just talk about themselves all the time without being prompted by good questions are just not good networkers. They really just mm. don't understand the game and how it's supposed to be played. So yes, it's become a high priority for me. And I'm, look, I love it, you know, but you know, when I'm back in South Africa, I'm definitely not like this because I mm. don't need to in South Africa. I'm fine. I'm like, I almost, I'm, I'm, I might even be reclusive in South Africa. Um, but here it's a, it's a totally different story. And, and, and also look, there's 200 nationalities in Dubai, you know, you're always meeting somebody from somewhere else. So it's mm. like truly fascinating because I mean, I went on a date the other night and she's become a very good friend now because it, I don't think there's anything there, between us, but she's from Moldova. I fr our friends owned her. I friends yeah. owned her. I friends owned her. You fr <laughs> her. Yes. yes. I friends owned her. <laughs> no, man, we both friends owned each other, man. 
But but uh, the, I don't get friend zone, bro. What you talking about? We'd have to do an episode on friend zones. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, um, yeah, she's from Moldova. I'm like, do you know where Moldova is? Could you map no it out on the map, Moldova? No exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's just interesting, you know, interesting to meet people and get out there. So yes, network, professional network, strong network, yeah, community like helps us actually move into the future better. Let's um, let's refresh that episode. Uh, pretty soon because I think it's an interesting topic. And, okay. And I, I do think that it, it's a really important skill we need to get right. On top of the fact that, you know, we, I've seen some of Scott Galsway's um, research mm. as well. Galloway. Right, the fact that Galloway, yeah, that there's more and more sort of like in this epidemic of loneliness, pandemic loneliness, of loneliness, you yes. know. Yes. So yes. I think there's there are multiple angles to it. There's this, this angle around being involved with people that drive you forward, which is also a business aspect. And there's also just then the community part of it, like you're saying, the the sense of belonging somewhere. Yes. My my mom always says, um, you know, when I'm when I'm over at her place, because they about five kilometers from where we stay at the moment. Yeah. And often I'll I'll get to the and you know, she'll talk to me about something and I'll be like, oh, like this chat GPT thing or this like cell phone thing or this app or whatever. And she's always like, that's why you need to keep your kids close because they keep you in touch with like what's happening yes. in the world around you. They yes. keep you up to date. Well, your mom's smart because that's not what other parents would say. You know, this, this morning I was doing a talk in Abu Dhabi and I always ask this question, which one of your kids wants to be a influencer? And there's one lady in the front like, <laughs> you know, that, that same one like, oh, <laughs> the dumb kids. And I was like, you know, you're like, you, you've lost it because that is the worst way to approach the subject. You know, by the end of it, she was reeling mm. in a seat because she realized that she had done the exact wrong thing. So your mom's a very, very wise woman having that mm. uh, aptitude towards oh, you. Look what you raised, you know, I mean, it says it all. <laughs> your brother, your um, brother is amazing. He's a very successful man. He's out there. I mean, house husband, bro. House husband. No, I'm kidding. Let's go. Let's go. Next time. <laughs> cool. Uh, so my last one that I have is is not to operate in survival mode. And the main reason for this is that when we are in survival mode, and I, I mean, I'm saying this not in the sense that we always have a choice in how we operate, but I'm saying it in the sense that recognizing that when you are in survival mode, your main reaction to the world is reactivity. Is mm. that you wake up and all you mm. care about is getting through the day. You don't care about tomorrow. You don't care about what the future is bringing. Yeah. And so organizations also need to be so aware of this that if all of your people are in survival mode, you can talk about performance and innovation yeah. and disruption. Yeah. They don't care about it. They don't yeah. care about it because survival mode ranks higher on the priority list than anything else. It's just about getting through the day. And so the more we can realize that we are in survival mode, the more we can start thinking, well, how do I shift that first? So you don't start with the future. You start with, okay, how are you doing let's, now? let's figure out how, yeah. we, how we get out of survival mode first. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like wanting to run a 100-meter sprint, but you have a torn Achilles. You know, the like go for the future. Innovation disruption is like saying, run it anyway. Like go. Like, yeah, yeah we have to go yeah. like faster, faster, faster. But the smart approach is that you fix it sequentially is that you go, okay, I know it's a bit frustrating, but you kind of have to heal this mm. tendon first. Mm. And when you've done that and you've done the rehab, now let's start looking mm. at this. But until then, 
to really try and get people excited about the future is a very, very difficult task. And what, I, what I've been feeling a lot lately, and I think I've, I've been guilty of it too in the past, is that we fight against human nature when it comes to how we run our organizations because we have certain tasks and goals that must be accomplished. Mm. And so, of course, we are hyper-focused on that. Mm. But in the background, we are trying to change people. We are trying to get them moving in the right direction. But we're fighting against their nature, which might mean I need to transition, you know, from the ending to the wilderness to the new beginning. I need to get out of survival mode before I can be excited about the future. And so I guess the third point for me is really just saying, let's also understand kind of where we are at and what we need to do in order to start moving us forward. That the best way to move you forward might not be excitement about AI, but how do I just for today, start putting the right structures or steps in place that will help me escape survival mode. And as I start emerging from survival mode, now I can like lift my head, look at the future and be excited about where I'm going. Excellent point. But my follow-up question is, I know the answer. Obviously, you know I know the answer, but how do you get out mm. of survival mode? Well, I think there are, there are a few approaches. One word. Yeah, I, I know you're going to say meditation. <laughs> Yeah. I think <laughs> I'm so predictive. I'm so predictive. Okay. <laughs> that's that's going to be a very important part of it. I also think, you know, just from a um, a very practical point of view, is that when you look at the, not that meditation isn't practical, but when you look at the three human capacities of think, feel, and act, and we realize the influence they have on each other. You know, cognitive behavioral therapy says that it's this unique pattern of thinking, feeling, and behaving that impacts our experiences. And so when you alter the pattern of thinking, feeling, and acting, you alter your experiences. Like this is of course. 101. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And so if you are deep into survival mode, I always think you have to start with the emotional component and how you feel first. And a big part of that can be done in meditation. Another part of it can also just be that you wake up in the morning, you read something that gets you energized, you exercise, you eat well, you whatever. Like it doesn't mm, have to be fair, all of them. Fair. It could be one thing. If that can put you into a better state of mind for an hour, it means your thinking is clearer for an hour. It means you can mm, more accurately mm. assess what to do for an hour. It, you can take some action. Over the course of a week, that taking action starts getting some results. Those results make you a little bit more excited because now things are starting to move forward. So your activation energy goes down in the morning. So mm, all of a sudden, mm. it doesn't take that much to get you more excited. So, But mm. you go through the same process. You get the results, so you feel good. You do some work, meditation, etc., that makes you feel like in a, in a better headspace, you think more clearly, you're willing to take more risk, you take more action, it accumulates, makes you feel better. And that cycle over time, yes. I think, moves you out of survival <clears throat> yes. mode. Very it's good. a slow cycle. Um, yeah. Thank you. That's a good one. I like it. Um, I, it actually leads into my next point is maintain a healthy work-life balance and take care of your physical and mental wealth, uh, health. And the reason that's so important is that we are excellent versions of ourselves when we're well-rested, well-fed, um, emotions are in check. We've been to, you know, I had a session with my NLP coach yesterday. It was excellent, excellent, excellent. And it just put me in such a good space, you know? And so I'm taking care of my mental health there. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm meditating and I go for a run. I, I'm training, I'm, I'm fasting, um, and, I'm, and I'm continuously looking for ways to balance my work and, 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 and my health. And so in that state, I can make really good decisions in that state. Mm. I can prepare for a webinar with you, uh, for chat GPT in that state. I can explore new things. Now 
if I get really tired, if I get sick, if I'm eating badly, I'm drinking too much. I mean, I don't drink, but if you're drinking too much, or if you're partying too much, you just don't have the energy. You just don't have the energy. Mm. It's as simple as that. Mm. And now you've really destroyed yourself. And so now you're a much weaker version of yourself and you can't actually cope with all the change that's coming. So it's of paramount importance that we maintain this incredible high level of energy in every aspect of our lives while all this change is going on. And ultimately what you're doing is you're raising your frequency and energy anyway. So you, you have a better version of yourself and that better version of yourself, you just got a lot more energy. Mm. And so mm. look, I've got three more points. Um, let me just go through them quickly. Um, any any uh, comments on that before I go? So, no, I mean, a- apart from the fact that, you know, it's one of those things that, it's, it's so obvious once you start talking about it that if you aren't in good physical condition, it's impossible. Mental, physical, and emotional. Well. Yeah. It's all three. It's all but, three. But yeah. It's all three. But, but when you think of it, you know, your cognitive performance is so linked to your physical health. Yeah. And yeah. like we don't, we don't always think about it like that. And I was yeah. speaking to a, a guy a few weeks ago. He said to me, I, I wake up in the morning, I go to work, I'm busy from eight to five with sorting out other people's issues. I go home, I eat with my family. At eight o'clock, I get onto my laptop and I start doing my work for the day. Jeez. And then he finishes at like one or two and then rinse and repeat. So Tim, mm. it's a recipe for disaster. Like you're going to mm. do this for a while. You might mm. think that you're doing yourself, you know, you're being the hero or whatever, but you are going to crash and burn. There's just no other way. Mm. 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 I agree. Okay, so my next point is finding a reverse mentor, and that's finding somebody younger than you, somebody more linked into the future than you, where they can reverse mentor you, reverse coach you in on it. Now, every time I bump into any of my friends with teenage kids, I'm interrogating those kids. I'm asking them 250 questions. This is where I heard about Mr. Beast many years ago from one Mm. of those kids. I didn't know who Mr. Beast was until they told me. And so it's really just about figuring out what the young people are doing quite naturally so that we are able to learn from them. So yes, there's a lot to be said for older people mentoring younger people when it comes to levels of maybe emotional intelligence. But when it comes to having skills for the future, I think that needs to be actually reversed where we start to speak to the younger people and ask them what's hot Mm -hmm. and happening and start to engage with them. So reverse Mm -hmm. mentor is my next point. Yeah, go to someone in primary school and ask them to show you what TikTok is. Cool. Next one. Well, I I don't know if you're an adult and you're going to primary school and speaking to you, don't do that. You might get arrested. Just go to high school. That's a little bit easier. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) The next one is spend 10 minutes a day in the future. Now, you and I are prolific, prolific, prolific. What is prolific? I don't know. Can you look it up, please? (laughs) Prolific. Prolific podcasters and um, as in listening to podcasts. But also at any point, um, I, I, don't, I don't know what the radio uh, world looks like anymore because I've never listened to radio. Mm. I'm always on a podcast and listening to a podcast and I'm always listening to something about the future, some version of something to do with preparation for the future, which makes me very comfortable with the language of the future, which makes me an early adopter so that I'm already in the system, already playing around with it, already in it. So spend time in the future. Don't mm. get a tsunami wave in your head when you've just been doing the same old, listening to the same old uh, calorie um, deficit uh, radio, just actually put some effort into spending some time in the future. And this gets you to become just naturally more inclined to understand what the future is about. You don't have a choice, to be honest, you know, and people might be listening going, I don't have time to do that. Well, (laughs) 
you could just, if you don't, you're mm. going to be in trouble. That's mm. just as simple as that. Mm. And my yeah. last point, my last point, my last point is financial literacy. Now, by this, I mean, what is your relationship like with money? And I think often people don't even think about their relationship with money. And, you know, we've had a podcast about this and we've spoken about it offline. We all do the abundance meditations. This is creating a container, a relationship, a healthy, like, engagement with the energy of money. And so people work hard and they're stressed and it becomes part of their persona and personality to complain about the lack of money about how hard things are. But actually what they're doing there is they've just had a broken relationship with money. And so cultivating the relationship with money, and maybe that's another episode we can revisit, is mm. having that excitement, ease, and love for money, having that container that can hold the money, having the intentionality around money, inviting money. I was with my brother and my sister-in-law the other day, and they read a book called Happy Money. Mm. And it was just amazing because one of the things they said was, when you give money away, ask it to come back with some friends. <laughs> and I thought that analogy was so cool, right? So you give somebody a really big tip or you give something to charity and you say, go on, make those people happy and then come back with some friends. And I thought, <laughs> how cool is that little analogy? You know, it's just such a cool little idea. You see these little energy sort of characters running off with the money and coming back with more. And so it's just about having a good relationship with money, energizing yourself around that topic so that you just are... Mm more inclined to attract more opportunities with more money. And if you think there's no money in the world and you think so expensive, this is literal. There's more money in the world today than there's ever been. Mm. It's trillions and trillions of dollars have been added into the economy and growing. So if that money is not coming to you, then you've got to also ask yourself, what, what have I done that isn't mm. in line with having more of this money in my life? You know. So that is my last point. Any points there, Erico? Yeah, love it. No, I think it's great. Uh, excellent pod. I enjoyed it. I think there's a ton to take away from it and a ton for us to expand on. I think all of those topics could be podcasts in their own right. But it's been a great overview for anyone that's thinking, you know, how do I, how do I start thinking about the future? Because that's really what taking, take this all together is we, we're trying to provide you with the mindset for thinking about how do I approach tomorrow? And that, that mindset is something that you apply today. And when you apply it today, uh, you know, it might feel a bit overwhelming because we, we kind of layered out many different things, but it all comes down to the same thing, which is you have to become mm. more adaptable. You have to become easier to change. Um, whatever resistance you have internally, you have to start working on how to dissolve that. And the more you can dissolve it and the more you can be accepting of the fact that change is just part of how we do things, um, the easier you'll implement everything that we spoke about. Yeah. So dissolve yeah. resistance. Very good. Be easy to change. And yeah. let's go, man. The future is exciting. Let's do it. Yes, yes, it is exciting. Well, thank you everybody for joining mm. us on this pod. It's always great to have you with us. Eric and I are both keynote speakers and I used to be a strategist. And so now ChatGPT <laughs> has taken my job. No, so we're always ready uh, to be hired for keynote talks and strategy sessions at your organizations. We do them together and we do them individually. You can find Eric at eric.com, <laughs> erickruger.com and uh, me at johnsane.com. We look forward to engaging with you again next week. And until then, be well and keep doing great things. Ciao. 